0: And we're live for a special episode of Tyler and Friends. That's right. Aubrey's boyfriend's taking over the podcast. We are now interviewing the illustrious host of this podcast, Aubrey Matson, for our final episode. Howdy.
1: Hi, I'm Bob. I'm so upset to be here.
0: <laughs> She's you. You can't see the smile on her face. <laughs>
1: I couldn't be more upset to be here this morning. Yeah.
0: she's She's very sarcastic this morning. She hasn't had her fourth cup of coffee. Oh. All right. Do you have anything else to say before we hop into these questions?
1: Oh, okay. We're turning back to Bob and Friends just for a second. I didn't tell you that this is something that we do every episode, but now after your episode, I started doing this, so you're the only person that we didn't do this with. But... After your episode, we each person gave a story on how me and that person met. So this is the part where you're like, "Tell, tell the, the listeners." I'm 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 taking I'm stealing your thunder for a second because I'm briefly hosting this, but this is the part where you ask me, "How do we how we met?"
0: Well, as the, the in the past the host. Would ask this question to the guest, right? Yes. Well, who's the host? You. So, how did we meet?
1: Oh my God, where'd that question come from? <laughs> That's so original. You're a genius. Anyway, um, well, this is kind of cute, actually, since we didn't talk about um about this on your episode maybe you could also give this answer just for little shits and giggles Mm -hmm. but we met well technically we met when we were little babies we were very very young maybe like two perhaps our families went to the same church and my mom said that we were like baby baby playmates in the same group And then we didn't speak to each other for like...
0: (laughs) 15 years.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, give or take 20. (laughs) No, 20 is an exaggeration. It was probably closer to
0: 20 than 15, though.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely was closer to 20. Put the microphone in front of your mouth when you talk. I don't think it's that big of an issue. (laughs) Trust me, when you listen to the audio back, you will notice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But yeah, um, and then we went to the same private school, K through 12. However, we discovered recently that we were never in the same class together, um, which is crazy. Two shits in the night, as they say, um, or ships if you're normal. Yeah, if you're normal. Um, and then, what? oh yeah, come around senior senior prank night. God thought that this was the time that these people needed to finally speak to each other. <laughs> and that was when we had our first conversation is when we had our senior prank night for our high school. Anyway, but that's how we met. And then we became friends in college. And then we had tension for a while. And then we, I guess, we just decided, yeah, yeah. fuck it, I guess we <laughs> will date.
0: Fuck it, it's time.
1: Is your perspective of how we met basically the same?
0: Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, I would like to add on prank night. While we were having that conversation, my <laughs> butt was incredibly cold because I sat on a toilet that was covered in icy hot. I, f- I feel victim I f- to my own prank. or right? My own, like, classmates' pranks.
1: Which I was gonna say, were you the you weren't the person that laid the icy hot? Were you like
0: no? That would have been insane if I put it down and then sat down. No, it was Mason who did it. and didn't tell anyone until I sat in it, and then he tried laughing. I was like, "Yeah, respectfully, so it was funny."
1: Wasn't? Didn't we also like put beans in the toilet or something?
0: in the urinals uh in the urinals in the guys bathroom we put green beans and then corn in the urinals <laughs> and then we put goldfish in the sinks but they they died unfortunately by the morning call peter yeah we're awful all right well after that little brief introduction let's get
1: into this let's get into this
0: question 1 what's your demon
1: I didn't see it coming. My demon. Um, you know... (laughs) Yeah, on God, mine's (laughs) Satan himself. Yeah, in addition to Satan himself, I think that... I think that, similarly to what you said on your episode, I think that I procrastinate. But you know... Lance said on his episode a little something that goes like this. The amount of time that you have left to do something is the amount of time that I will get it done in.
0: My dad says the exact same thing.
1: Everyone onto this shit, so maybe procrastination isn't as much of a demon as we thought. Um, as for my other demons... I think... You know... I, I hope that this is just something that's been on my mind, but I hope that it doesn't show too much, but I think at work specifically, like, I like to say that each morning I wake up and I hold back my demons, but at work, holding back my demons is very difficult sometimes.
0: The Cairns get to you.
1: The Karens, my coworkers, like, it's just situational. And I think that sometimes I like to call them my mob psycho moments where I'm just, like, my anger is at 99% of the time and I'm, like, just one more percent. Just one more percent and I will absolutely detonate this yeah. entire strip center right now. But I, I hope that it doesn't slip through the cracks. Sometimes I think that it does. My... I think that I can have, like... I think that at work specifically, as of late, I feel like I've internally felt my short fuse, and I don't know if it slips through the cracks. Mm. I hope that it does not, but there are some times at work where I'm like, I'm going to choke you.
0: Who's your least favorite coworker?
1: <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to say that on this podcast. Hey, if they're your least... Definitely Karina. Absolutely Karina. Absolutely hate that motherfucker. Hate her.
0: Well... If they're your least favorite, they're probably not going to listen to it.
1: On God, I'm going to say this. I think people at work like me. (laughs) And I would like to extend kindness to all of them, even though, even if they're not my favorite. And that's genuine. And I'm going to keep it that way.
0: Fuck that emo bitch, though. Um, (laughs) Question two. Why do you think you were put on this earth?
1: I'm gonna slurp a little bit of the coffee for the for the listeners. Um well why do that I That was a mean gulp. I it I wanted it to be included. I wanted it to be heard, you know. Um why do I think I was put here? Well, for one thing, I do think that I was put here. Um you can disagree with me on that. I've touched on that in different episodes. Of this podcast, but I think that I was dropped here. I was dropped here on this rock. Um, firstly, to treat other people well, and secondly, to make cool shit. And then after that, I think that I'm done.
0: I heard that.
1: Yeah. Um, I I have asked this question to some people, as you you might you might imagine. I've just asked it to some people. You know, just, not in the just context just. of a podcast or anything like that. But I have asked it to some people. And they find this question pretty lofty, you know, they're like, oh, my purpose, like, you know, what specific thing do I narrow that down to? And in all honesty, I got those two broad things. And if I accomplished those kind of in that sense, I feel like I was I've done what I was put here to do. Do you ever
0: think to yourself, if you don't accomplish those, say when you're like 85, you're crippled, you're kind of like done, can't really do much else. If you don't get one of those two things done, do you think you would have regrets?
1: Well, you know, the way that I see it is that I've kind of already accomplished my purpose. You know, I've made some things that I'm proud of. Um, Style style, go watch the short film style. It's it's whatever. But um well that doesn't mean to say that I'm done making things or that I'm done treating people well. As I just mentioned to you at work, I'm clearly not done treating people well. Or badly for <laughs> for that for that matter. But
0: Yeah, a girl with the blue hair, don't like her.
1: <laughs> yeah, on God, that bitch. I mean that person Anyway, um shout out to Karina. Brief brief side thing, but shout out to Karina. We really pulled off the biggest heist at work yesterday, and that's and that's the tea. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I we just we just thought that we were certainly gonna get fired for a second. Just- Do
0: you really think you would get fired for a situation like that? Is there like did she expressly say? don't do this or do you think she noticed and you know maybe she decided i don't need to win every battle i just need to win the war and a little vape in the bathroom oh spoiler my bad but maybe that's a battle she's willing to lose to try and keep the ship
1: you know that's a fair point I also thought when okay, this is how I discovered that she was also in the bathroom at the same time as us, is because I took I took my hit of the vape, the, the cloud rose, and I look and I, I thought about it, I was like, I feel a presence in here. I look to my bottom right and I see her little feet. I see her little feet and her little slides and I was like, Oh my god, that's Lorinda. That's her and I'm I'm glad that we had the discernment to to dip after that, but I really did think for sure that she she did see my little cloud that i created yeah. um but you know what i think i bet she was sitting on that toilet texting on on slack so i agree <laughs> she she has bigger fish to fry no. honestly shout out shout out shout out lorenda honestly
0: <laughs> all right you kind of hinted at this in the previous question but what do you think your gift is
1: my gift i don't think that i have many i think that i have one. (laughs) I think that I have one. Um, And I hope that I'm able to use it throughout my lifetime. Mm -hmm. But I think that I am a creative person. And I think that lends itself to a bunch of different art forms like I I really do have interest and I have done I've been privileged to have done a bunch of different things um and I strive to continue learning how to do different things right now I'm really thinking about learning in design or graphic design um because I think that I think my one gift once again Let's let's establish that I'm not a gifted person. I'm kind of just this little guy that's walking around on this rock. <laughs> oh, God. But I think that I have an... This is the way to say it. This is the way to say it. I think that I have an eye for how objects and people fit into a space. Objects, people, and shapes fit into a space. And I think I understand how they fit well together. And... I think that I have an eye for that and that's all I got. I'm not that great at much else. I can write as well.
0: She can write. Well, your gift is creativity. I know you've you've had a lot of shit going on this semester. What have you thought about what your next little creative endeavor is going to be? Do you just think, "Hey, I want to get better at InDesign. Is there something in InDesign that you want to do creatively? Is there something on film, a photo shoot? What's what's the next creative outlet that Aubrey is going to bless the world with?
1: Well I was very proud of myself it for the year of 2022 because I I This makes it seem like I'm sucking my own dick. I'm not trying to make it seem that way. But I directed my first short film, and then I also learned how to use a camera in manual, and then I also learned how to film and edit video. And so I was very proud of myself for learning how to do those things, and it's created projects I can drop into my portfolio. However, I've had this one idea for a dance short film that I would love to do I've had it for a while however spoiler alert the budget is kind of big the budget's kind of (laughs) big I have to I think when I get back from Japan I think I'm going to try and start saving money to collaborate with my friend Nathan to make it because I I talked to him about it like a long time ago like when we went to South Padre in the summer Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is that I always kind of have <laughs> ideas for things going. But I I kind of had this panic attack before I went to, to college. Actually, no, not before I went to college. It was right before I made style because I had the idea for style. And I was like, oh, well, that's a good idea. I guess I'm not going to make that, right? But then I had this panic attack where I was like, if... I just have all the, uh, these ideas and I don't do anything with them, then my gift is useless. Mm-hmm. So you got an idea? Do it. do it. Do it. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Are you Are going to do it? <laughs> no, literally, do it, pussy. you going to do it? Oh, you have this cute little idea. Yeah. Oh, bullshit, it's just an yeah. idea. Go do it. Yeah.
0: By the way, the budget for this upcoming film is actually, most of it's going toward a disco blimp. So make a giant disco ball just floating in the sky. It's going to look crazy. We're also renting out uh, Madison Square Garden. So, you know, a couple, you know, it takes a couple months to save up for that. You know, maybe I'll throw some crazy parlays down and help out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Tyler is, um, as of right now, actually, he's the project manager for, (laughs) for this project. I honestly, I wish that a disco blimp was within the idea for this thing, because that sounds good. That sounds cool.
0: I'm I'm full of great ideas. Just hire me. I'm pretty expensive, you know, but you come up with great ideas like disco blimps.
1: Tyler for creative director. Tyler for creative director.
0: Gucci, hit me up. All right. Uh,
1: You you under... You understood? You understood? Gucci is now looking for a creative director and I'm trying to... I bestow little fashion factoids on Tyler and he re, he remembered that one. Slay King.
0: I tried. <sighs> Wildly different question. What is your worst fear? I, okay, I want two answers. I want, like, existential, like, big lofty fear and I also want a, like pertinent, real, like, actual fear that's not just megalophobia.
1: Oh, I was going to talk about megalophobia. I actually probably shouldn't talk about megalophobia because I've already talked about it on previous episodes of Bob and Friends. Ooh, big things. (laughs) (laughs) STFU. Be a kind host.
0: Oh Oh my god, that person's bigger than normal.
1: Objection. That more applies to, like, like, whales and Oh, my God,
0: that building has more than five stories. Uh, I'm, I'm being, sorry. <laughs>
1: being from the South, be like.
0: <laughs> hey, you can go to Houston. Houston's wild. New York is even crazier. I mean, you went to New York. You haven't been to New York? Oh, you're right. That's, like, the one place you want to go. You would get megalophobia going down those streets. Because it's, like, you got, like, the street and then either side of you is buildings that are like 15 times as tall as the width of the street and
1: you're like I'm trapped the con the concrete jungle if you will
0: great song by bob marley <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i think that the thing is is with the megalophobe okay i won't talk about it for that long cuz i would i understand that i was instructed not to for a reason But with the megalophobia, it's not like, ah, like that kind of scared. It's like, I'm uncomfortable, kind of scared. Like, I'm like looking up at the Statue of Liberty and I'm like, that's so large. Like, how did we do that?
0: I'm going to be honest. I was a little underwhelmed at the Statue of Liberty.
1: (laughs) You wish it was bigger?
0: I wish it was much bigger. Come on, that big ass bronze statue that they made like arching the that random ancient port. You know what I'm talking about?
1: The Colossus of Rhodes?
0: Yes. Why can't we get one of those? Granted, you know, it can't be that good. Statue of Liberty was made by the French, so you know, they're not that good. But uh I feel like I feel like America needs to just like tax me 1% more. For one year, and we just build this big-ass statue of, like, an eagle with a minigun just in the middle of Kansas. And just think of the most American thing possible.
1: In the middle of Kansas is insane. Give
0: people a reason to go to Kansas.
1: This is what I think is if we're going to charge 1%, like you you're saying, why don't we just make a Colossus? Because you were saying, right, that the Colossus of Rhodes straddled the port. Yeah well, why don't we just make a statue that straddles the Atlantic Ocean?
0: That's a great point, you know? You know, everyone's always like, oh my god, the future is when we, like, we finally get to the future when we have an underground tunnel that goes from New York to London across, like, a transatlantic train. It's actually a...
1: Oddly specific.
0: Oh, Pete. You can look up pictures of drawings in the 1950s. They all thought they came up with like cell phones, but it was like, you know, like the old ass cell phones where you like held it up and like your little earpiece as well. It was like that, but it had a screen on it. It was literally, they thought of FaceTime 60 years before FaceTime. And then they also thought about like goofy ass flying cars. And then they also talked about a tunnel to the Atlantic. 90 they were like oh 90 minutes to get from new york to london just that's in a steely dan song i'm dropping i'm dropping all kinds of musical bangers we haven't gotten to the actual question of let's start with your biggest loft like your lofty fear
1: is this the existential one yes So I actually, I cheated, and I did think about this answer beforehand, um, but my answer is stagnancy. I think that I'm very afraid of being stuck and, like, not moving forward, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't know. Just, just for a little background, I think that it is a big fear of mine, um, do, due to my family background, like my dad, my dad, for whatever reason, has been unemployed for about 20 years. And that he he just like, not for any particular reason, just because he just hasn't gone out and found work. And that's created stagnancy in a bunch of different ways within my family that I would not wish upon anybody else because of his stagnancy that has created stagnancy in how much we can move forward within that situation, right? Um the idea of being able to change your situation but for some reason just being stuck in a funk where you just won't do it is terrifying to me, and I think that's why I've always had kind of like a really coming out of high school, I went to college thinking that, oh my God, it must be so difficult to get a job. It must be impossible to get a job. And I still get that feeling like that. I'm like, I'm going to get stuck in like employment stagnancy three, four jobs later. (laughs) And I don't, I still feel it. It's like this weird thing that I can't shake that I'll after college I'll be I'll be stuck and then I won't succeed in the creative field, which I know won't happen because I I care about it and I'm an ambitious with it, right? But I still I, it's this feeling of getting getting stuck in a funk that makes moving forward seemingly impossible. And that's very fearful to me. Seeing other people in that is, is very frightening. Um, and I have empathy for it. I understand that funks are funks, right? I'm not being like... You, you have to extend empathy to those people, but specifically within my family, it's been very hard to do that.
0: <laughs> I see you have examples of stagnancy. And just this past summer, I got great examples of not stagnancy. A lot of my I was a I was a commercial plumber over the summer, installing or actually creating the plumbing systems for dormitories on Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. A lot of my coworkers were ex-convicts. And a lot of them could have said, I'm not doing shit, yada yada yada. but none of them did a lot of them were ex-comics one of my i mean there was a nine-year sentence a 15-year sentence an 11-year sentence some crazy long sentences i mean the world completely changed while they were inside prison but once they got out they immediately said no i'm gonna go make some money and then they decided to start being apprentices like they were 45 and they were doing the exact same job i was but they saw it as the first step, and I I really applauded them. Like I looked up to them, because they were able to put away their ego, and I, I can say stagnancy in my mind could also be a big ego thing, because you get fired from say some job in corporate America, you don't want to go like down the totem pole. You don't want to go back to being a bartender. Or like working like a blue collar. I don't. I see. I don't see that as lower. I think blue collars very honest work. But a lot of people that get into the corporate world don't want to do that, and I think I think that ego is a big reason why. Like they think they're better than those jobs, when really I would say, go get a fucking job. It's a lot better to be. You know working some little dinky job than sitting on your ass, maybe that's the capitalist in me, but
1: <laughs>
0: i'm I'm not gonna be lazy
1: yeah no it's it's funny that you say that because I think that it is exactly that <laughs> within my family i'll I'll tell this story real quick because um. You know what, it's my interview and I'm going to I'm going to tell I'm going to tell the damn story. I think I've touched on it a little bit in a previous episode, but basically what happened was that my mom has always been a go-getter. She's my parents got married pretty late in life. There's also a 12-year age gap in between them. So my dad is considerably older than my mom. However, you would not know it by looking at them. That's besides the point. However, um my mom has been employed for most of her life and my dad was like all right i'm going to i'll make the money for our family and then my, all my mom wanted was to have kids so my mom was like on god on god yeah of course i'll i'll hang out with the kids you go you go pop off and make the money for our family and so that was the arrangement that are pretty pretty traditional whatever <laughs> call it what you want but you know stacy pops off but Basically, when I was 16, both me and my mom discovered that not only had my dad not been employed the whole time that I had been growing up, but in addition that my grandparents, which is, which is, this is a privilege that it happened this way, but my grandparents had been funding everything in me and my brother's lives. And in addition to that, we found out that he had spent both me and my brother's funds that they had set aside for me to go to college, and for Sam, in theory at the time, for him to go to college. Um, But, you know, due to my brother's medical expenses, my brother has pretty severe autism. Um, They obviously weren't making any money, and so... My dad spent all of that on my brother's medical care, which you know I'm not upset that they that they did that. I'm in college and I'm fine, um, and it was for Sam's benefit. But um, yeah, lots of this is where I was going with that is the stagnancy with my dad. Is that is the exact thing that you were talking about? It's we, me, and my mom have told him so many times that we would be so proud of him if he just went and worked at the, at the fucking like CVS or the coffee shop. He for a brief time went and worked at a golf course and we were like, that's great. You love golf. Like just go do that. He has not once been able to go out and do that because he has this mindset That he's supposed to be this billionaire on Wall Street because my dad's background is trading and investing. And he's, he keeps, he reads all these like self help books on like how to make six, six figures quick and like shit like that. He won't, he won't do it. He won't do it. And that, I think that is something that has left the biggest mark on me. And I guess it has lit my ass on fire in a sense to like, You best make sure that you don't end up like that, Mm -hmm. and that's my existential fear. It was kind of long, anyway.
0: Are you scared of spiders?
1: Wow, this seems like a baited question. Hmm.
0: I I don't know the answer to this. I'm just asking.
1: You don't, but that's. I was actually going to say spiders. It's a stupid. It's a stupid little something, but
0: They're ah. they're creepy
1: oh i'm scared of spiders oh shut up every every white girl on earth is afraid of spiders but i am i am afraid of spiders i got too many legs why do they need
0: all those legs you know they work like hydraulics what does that
1: mean
0: they don't have muscles in their legs they shoot they shoot their blood they pressurize their blood and shoot them into their legs to move them that's why when they die they curl up because they use their blood pressure to extend their legs like pneumatics. Isn't that wild?
1: That's so scary.
0: They're little robots.
1: Yeah, no, I mean in in like the the epic combo, the epic combo, the double whammy if you will, is a is a really big spider. Like my megalophobia plus spiders. No, like catch, but, but it's so weird because the things that I'm scared of, I'm just so fascinated by. So I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I'll be like, like me as a kid, I'm like world's biggest spider on my brother's iPad. Yeah. Are you, are you looking up world's biggest spider? Oh no. But yeah, uh, spiders and stagnancy. And that's called alliteration. On God, what the fuck is that? Did you find that?
0: No, that is a picture my dad took of a spider out at our our cabins in West Texas. Isn't that the most stereotypical big-ass tarantula you've ever seen?
1: I think that you showing me that photo has wiped clean all desire to go to that cabin.
0: (laughs) Truthfully, I have never seen... That is like the second spider in general I've seen out there. I've seen a snake. I've seen more birds than you can fathom. Oh my gosh. The amount of... That place is known. Like, I'm, I'm glad my parents bought that because the previous owners were also birders. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons they sold it to my parents is because the previous owners wanted to keep it in the birding community because people will travel they have regular guests come all the way from fucking Galveston that's like 12 hour drive just to sit on their porch and look at hummingbirds it is just this random ass cabin in the woods but there are so many hummingbird feeders that have been out for so long that it is one of if not the best place outside of like a Random ass nursery to find hummingbirds. It's probably the best privately owned hummingbird watching spot in Texas, which is kind of crazy.
1: That is kind of insane. um Yeah, no, Tyler's mom, for context, loves bird watching.
0: Huge, huge birder. Top 100 birder <laughs> in San Antonio. She's obsessed.
1: I would say in San Antonio. I would say like in maybe in Texas.
0: I lied. It's in Tex. Ah. I'm not sure if what she said was in Texas or San Antonio. I would not put it past her to be top one hundred in Texas. In the world. In the world. Yeah. So is spider your only goofy little fear? Not like open ocean, dismemberment, drowning. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I think my solution to dismemberment is that if it happens and there's nothing I can do about it and I'm dismembered and then <laughs> car, I think Carson, one of Carson's fears was drowning, but I don't know. Honestly, when it comes to like dying and shit like that, I, th- I mean, obviously drowning is a terrible way to go. This is not to, is it? It's so slow. What do you- You're dead like three minutes as opposed to, like, 30 seconds by pulling out your Glock and shooting me, yeah, that would be great. I would love to be Glocked instead of drowned. But my thing with death, my thing with death is, I think I've just come from, I'm always going to come from the perspective, like, if I die, then I die. (laughs) And And that's how it was supposed to go. But that's only because I believe that we have... Um, God has a plan for people, you know? Not that God's like, I'm planning for Aubrey to get glocked today. He, I don't know, he could,
0: but I hope not. What a segue into our next question. Do you believe in God?
1: I do believe in God. Um. Which God? I, okay, twist my arm, make me tell them I believe in the Christian God. However, I would like to say that I'm not like most Christians. I'm not like most Christians. (laughs) He's rolling his eyes. That's okay. But um, if you don't believe in the same God as me, I will love you all the same.
0: (laughs) Do you think most Christians do not extend their Christian brotherly love to other people, even though the Bible tells us so
1: maybe that was an exaggeration i'm gonna retract a little bit of my statement i think there's a stereotype that um christians are unaccepting people i don't necessarily think that that's true all of the time i think there is like within the christian church the church not the christianity like the bible i think the bible commands us to love one another which is why i believe in it um but Within the church, I think there's a little bit of this sentiment, from my perspective, that I've noticed, is come as you are, but to an extent. Like, once we see that, you know, you do this, or you've done this, or blah blah, and I get that, you know, people have flaws. And that's part of being human, but I think that a crucial part of Christianity, to me, is unconditional love and acceptance of people that doesn't mean that you condone murder and like shit like that but I don't know I would rather err on the side of grace than the side of judgment of people and I think that's something me and my dad get into theological debates about this which is super silly and gross and nerdy call me what you want um but I think my dad disagrees with me on this he errs more on the side of like what I would like to call the law like follow the law you know legalism that kind of thing but i err more on the side of there are some things in life that just don't fucking matter (laughs) it's probably not great it's probably not great that i vape (laughs) it's probably not great well i don't vape as much as i used to
0: hell straight to hell
1: on god (laughs) what a great what a great phrase (laughs) for that but um yeah the reason I believe in God is because to me, Christianity is unique in the sense that the Creator loves His creation, is not, what's the word, um, aloof from His creation. He's involved in His creation, and so much to the point where, you know, He gave the ultimate sacrifice for that creation. And I also another reason that I believe in Christianity that I believe anyway, you get it um, is because it is not a works based religion. That doesn't mean that you should go glock somebody, but it's not it's not based on that. You could be you could be a convict and you could still go to be with God anyway, that's my theological ramble.
0: On jaw. do you have any regrets
1: no um but i've here's the tea it's all in how you define regret i don't know if i said this on your episode but i i talk about this all the time on the podcast is the it, it whether or not you have regrets like all depends on how you define regret for me Regret is something that I would go back and change. I wouldn't go back and change anything that has happened, even though there's been some not great things that have happened or that I've done. Yeah, that I've done. Um, I wouldn't go back and change them because I think it's led me to where I am now. And I think that my path would have been different. Maybe I wouldn't have learned a lesson had I not done something. I don't know. But yeah, there's definitely things that make me cringe in the middle of the night. I wake up and I go, <gasps>
0: I heard that.
1: <laughs> <gasps> yeah, no, I still think about like things that I said in like sophomore year of high school. It's hard, and that's part of living living with your humanity, Hold, living with your demons.
0: I I think I've almost completely blocked out all of middle school Tyler. He's a. Uh, He's not with us anymore.
1: Do you know how much I could block out middle school Aubrey? <laughs> but there's a, such a clear reason why we don't block out middle school Aubrey. is to remember remember my roots.
0: Make sure you don't turn back into a super weeb.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I, I've already made sure of that. High school Aubrey made sure of that. But yeah, I was an anime kid in middle school. And that's not an exaggeration.
0: Hey, I was known as the random fact guy. That was that was strange. I was I was goofy for that.
1: You still are the random fact guy. <laughs> it's cuz I can't get rid of them. They're burned into my brain. I just I love little
0: tidbits of knowledge. It's just something I like. I can just I can just pull random I can pull at least like one random thing up about almost every topic. Because I watch a lot of YouTube.
1: <laughs> you do. You do have a lot. Of, maybe we'll have an extra segment at some point on Bob and Friends where it's facts with Tyler. Where it's just you telling, talking about some facts that you heard that week or you learnt. But yeah. Wait. What was what was this? The We're talking about regrets. Is that what we're talking about right now? Yeah. I don't remember what thought I had. I guess it wasn't that important because I immediately forgot it. Take it away.
0: What is the best thing?
1: You know, now that I'm in the shoes of the person being asked this question, I get their, I get their panic.
0: <laughs> it's hard. You're like, oh, fuck, that's so open-ended. Everything, so many people on the internet, that are like, oh, advice, yada, yada, yada. They tell you don't leave things open-ended. But I guess that's kind of the point of this interview is for the guest to interpret it.
1: Is that right? That is correct. That was my goal when culti- when curating these questions. But uh, the best thing, well, I can tell you some of my favorite things that are the best things to me. Traveling, Japan, um, fashion, um, roller skating, specifically in roller rinks with multicolored lights and a disco ball, dancing in your house that sounds cheesy but I sober or drunk dancing in your house whether I'm doing laundry or if I'm partying with friends dancing in public is also one of the best things um concerts for bands that you know every single song by and people telling you that they appreciate you and they see you um people saying thank you um, and yeah, that's those are some of the best things, and um, being unconditionally loved by your friends.
0: Burger. <laughs> and we'll yeah. and we'll leave it at that.
1: Wait, sushi.
0: Burger. <laughs> What is the worst thing?
1: The worst thing? Um... Not burger. (laughs) Being stuck? Um... Yeah, that, that really does suck. Being unresolved... Unresolved feelings such as sadness or anger... I really hate that. I hate the feeling of, of not having worked through conflict with somebody. I hate that feeling. Um,
0: Do you find yourself asking the question, what if, to yourself a lot?
1: In what sense?
0: In any sense. You'd be just like you'll just be sitting there. Maybe you're in the shower. Maybe you're like doing homework and your mind drifts off. And you're just like, what if this happened? It could be, like, a stupid scenario, like, what if the power grid went out? Or it's like, fuck, what if my friends hate me?
1: I think that I'm not, like, a I I think I'm a what-if thinker, but I don't think I go to negative scenarios a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I've kind of come from the perspective for... And it saved me. It saved me because truly, like... <laughs> I think that my life would suck if, I think anybody's life sucks when they're like, oh my god what if they hate me, like what if blah blah I've I've kind of come to the conclusion that life will work itself out and what if worst case scenarios only become real until they happen Mm -hmm. so, but I do have a lot of like what if, like I don't know. What if I made this? Or I mean, I do a lot of like. I'd say like, I I think I I'm a think I'm a thinker. I'm always in my mind. I'm always sitting there. That sounds really stupid because I'm, everyone thinks no one is like I don't have any thoughts. I don't think.
0: <laughs> I'm pure instinct.
1: on God, and that's fair, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna think about something. Yeah.
0: That's why I like climbing so much. It's because when I hold, grab those holds, my mind goes, if you don't get up the wall, you die.
1: So fair. But I, I think, um, I don't have a lot of what if, but to answer this question, I do think I, I think a lot about things that are happening. I think I give that a lot of thought. But what if doesn't really happen to me that often.
0: This is a wild tangent, and it kind of plays off the what ifs. But it's more of an open end. It's like a, like, what if this? What if this? We're going to play the game. Would you win? Would you win? Would you Would you win? You were locked in a cage. Think like a, a MMA cage, a boxing ring. You're locked in a cage with a goose. Do you win?
1: Absolutely.
0: Do you win? With uh say a rabid wally, I lose, you think you not just okay, rabid small white dog, how small wally sized, I win, so you would lose just because it's wally you don't you don't think in a life and death scenario, you would put aside that this is just a dog.
1: No, I know what I took from the first one was rabid. I was like, if they're rabid, like if they're like, like if they have rabies and shit.
0: They want, they want to kill you. It is, there's only one person leaving this ring. You can imagine the animal is bloodlusted. You are bloodlusted. Both of you all understand the ramifications of this ring. In an all-out fight, you think you're going to lose to a small white dog.
1: No, I think that I would win, but I think I was stuck on like the rabbit word. No. But they're the rabbit, yeah, they're going to they're they're out to kill you. I think anything up to the size of like a golden doodle, I can win, but I think anything bigger than a golden doodle, I would lose. Well, I don't know. I mean, how thick Percy. <laughs> Percy, for context, is our friend's very large Maine coon cat.
0: This cat is massive. It's like 20 pounds.
1: In addition to the fact that me and this cat, we have history. Me and this cat have history. I think that, per- well, are we talking realistically? Or are we talking. I-, I would win. I
0: think you would win too. I think you might get scraped the hell up, but you'd win.
1: By a landslide. I would win by a landslide.
0: You'd stomp that thing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If anything's smaller than, like, if it's not up to my knee, it's just getting punted. Because I can, I can kick it before it can get to me. That's all I'm going to say. Next one. Um, small monkey. I'm talking, like, small, like, the, like the, the kind of monkey that, like, sits on your shoulder kind of small.
1: But aren't those, like, really aggressive?
0: They can be, yeah. When I went to Thailand, there was one just tied to a tree, just chilling. And it would run in circles around the tree. And I went up to it. And as soon as I got close enough, it would run up, kick me. Run around, run around the circle. I was like, damn, dude, it didn't hurt. I was like, that was weird. It would run around. I was still standing there because I was interested. Got me intrigued. He just kicked me again. As long as I was in range and I was near his tree, he would run around and kick me. It was weird.
1: Fascinating. Um, Small... This cat is not getting into my room today. Absolutely not. I see his
0: little paws under the
1: door. It's so funny. I told you, you know, when she, when she gets in, she wants out. Yes. But when she's out, she wants in. Anyway, it's a, it's a metaphor for, you know, you want what you can't have. Anyway, um, small monkey, perhaps. I'm going to hit you with perhaps okay. because... Depends on the size. I think it depends on the character of the monkey. Like, if the monkey is, like...
0: Well, in this scenario, everything wants to kill you.
1: I think perhaps. If it wants to kill me, then perhaps. But, you know, monkey. Monkey. Yeah.
0: Monkey. Return to monkey. Um, I'll give you one more, because this bit has been going on for too long. (laughs) I say... Because, like, all I can think of is, like, predators. But what if it's just, like, some goofy-ass animal? Like... A goat with short horns.
1: <laughs> I like the specifications. Absolutely, a goat with short horns. I think so. For some reason, I'm very confident with the goat, but I wasn't confident with the monkey.
0: That's very valid. I think ingrained in us is a primal fear of monkeys. <laughs> I see a chimpanzee and I get stressed out. I do not like those things.
1: I think I've just, like, heard of too many accidents. You know what I'm saying? Like, chim- chimpanzee rips face off of yeah. old woman. And you're like, on God, yeah. I'm getting the fuck away from that. And
0: they're evil. They go straight for your fingers, your eyes, and your balls. That's what they target. They just want... They ju- they don't even, like... They just want to fuck you up. In the rudest way possible. They're just the, the most... I, what I think is I think they are... The distilled, they're they're like primal. Oh, they're primal. Wow.
1: Who would have thought? Yeah.
0: I think they're the best representation of the evil side of humanity. That's what I'll say. When humans lose all empathy and anything that makes us human, that's what we are. We are evil chimpanzee that just wants to kill everything.
1: We return to monkey. We
0: return to monkey. And let's return to these questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your segues are insane. And let's get fucking back to the <laughs> to the questions.
0: God. What is your favorite thing about people?
1: Um well this question I've already answered a little bit on the podcast, but I'm gonna say it again is that people when I when I come to the assumption, you know, that everyone is the same, every bitch is the same, every whatever, um, I am blown away every day when I speak to people that they are wildly nuanced and different from each other. We vary so much, and I think that, I think that says something about our world that I love, and that, it really just does show that you've never, you never, you can never explore enough because you're always going to meet somebody new, and that person is completely different from any person that you've ever met. And I think that that's, I think that's very special. Anyway, that's my favorite thing about people is that they, they all, they all be varying.
0: I'm gonna ask you a quick question, or I'm just gonna hop into the next question because I'm trying to look up there's i was doing a little reading and i found a word that there's a word for that there's a word for realizing that everyone has just as a complex life going on in their life as you are and when you're just walking down the street that's hard to that's hard to understand us zoomers we're like ah, npcs me, 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 me. but <laughs> it's, everyone's got a lot of shit going on and it's the more you think about it, the more you realize that there's too much. There's too much going on. Thank God we only have one life. I just there's too many. Yeah, if you had to control multiple people, that would be that would be too much. Everyone's got their own emotions, their own things they're doing, their own classes, their own job. It's just the world is so complex. The more I think about it, the more complex the world is and i think that's really cool because there's always something new to understand or
1: discover yeah i know you literally like you literally never know everything um and you know what movie touches on that concept you were just talking about
0: the one you want me to watch
1: yes everything everywhere all at once and i think that you will enjoy it for that reason it'll it'll pull on your your heartstrings and that's my That's my comment on people.
0: All right. Let's go to the next question. What is an experience that has changed you? Good or bad?
1: Uh, I have two. The first one is the one with my dad. I won't talk about that anymore. (laughs) Um, it's just lit my ass on fire, basically, to, um... I don't want to say be successful, because that sounds kind of, like, superficial, but to push myself and make sure that I don't get stuck. Um, I think the other one is my brother, but I don't think he changed me. I think that he shaped me, because I've always, I've never had life without my brother, I think that, but I can't even begin to, like, describe, like, how different that I would be had my brother not, had autism, and had I had a neurotypical sibling, um, it's, it's, it's strange having a brother that I've never, like, spoken to before, right, but I don't think by any means that we're, like, devoid of a relationship at all, um, but I think that Sam is solely responsible for any understanding and any empathy that I have for people, because I understand that some Sam will never be able to explain where he's coming from or why he does the things that he does, or the fact that he you know he beats his head when he 's upset or in pain we don 't know because he can't tell us, so you you just have to. You have to understand for someone who can't explain themselves, and I would like to um, apply that to people in my life because um I think everyone could use a little additional empathy, but he i I think that he's solely responsible for any kind of any kind of understanding. That I that I have for people. Interesting.
0: Oh, sonder. Sonder is a new word that we should all use. The sonder is what is the feeling of understanding that everyone has their own equally complex life
1: going on. Sonder. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite thing about people. Is the sonder, Is it a noun, or is it an adjective?
0: Great question. Uh, it says it is the profound feeling, so I'm assuming it's an adjective.
1: Is it? S- it is
0: it. Noun Sonder.
1: I see. So it's like a a state of a state of mind. That makes sense. Yeah i'm gonna I'm a whip that one out and that means that <laughs> um nine out of ten people answered sonder as their answer to this question really yep um everyone except casey answered this question the same which i think is beautiful and that we all appreciate each other nice
0: i don't remember my answer <laughs>
1: Your answer was the same.
0: Let's fucking go. Swimming with the fish.
1: You're just a follower.
0: I am. God.
1: Fucking sheeple.
0: It's fun being a sheeple. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all ten questions. How did it feel to get interviewed instead of being the interviewer?
1: Um, I think that I had... Well, first, I would like to extend my understanding to all the interviewees of bob and friends that i had a leg up because i knew the questions <laughs> <laughs> cheater yeah on god i like to i like to have a little advantage a little head start um but i loved it i honestly i just want to i just kind of want to keep doing this podcast i think it's really i think it's really cool to do so i don't know stay tuned for more of bob and friends or I don't know if y'all really like this episode, we can do Tyler and Friends again. He hasn't done too bad.
0: I've tried. Well, on that note, that wraps up this episode, this special episode of Tyler and Friends. Goodbye and good night.